unique ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. We've got a super awesome guest today. Um, she describes herself as creativity driven by passion, results driven by purpose. She's an accomplished creative with extensive experience in brand development and management, communications, and marketing. She has great creative abilities, extensive experience in building, refreshing, and supporting brands and a talent for creating and leading outstanding and highly collaborative teams. Please join me in welcoming Carolina Becerra. Welcome. Hi, Thomas. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on. Um, Are you ready for your 20 questions? Yes, absolutely. Great. Number one, tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Well, as as you uh, mentioned in, in that really good introduction, I am a creative and I've been doing this for since I graduated from Emily Carr. So I I I am a designer. So I have done my whole career on branding. And you know, as you get older and get more experience, a lot of strategy and building teams for companies and also uh, after my tenure at Science World, uh, anything that has to do with exhibit and spaces has been, you know, a, a, a new avenue to display my creativity, and it's something I really love. Um, also, I'm an educator. I've been teaching design for over twenty years, and um, I have run a couple of pretty successful businesses. So. I have like these three aspects to to my career, which obviously is a creative part, the education, coaching, and the business. Nice. Um, and I know for our audience, uh, we had Debbie Millman on, who is the chair of the Masters in Branding program at the School of Visual Arts. Um, so if you like this branding thread, you should definitely check that one out as well. Excellent. Um, oh, and Debbie, yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, number two, what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different? I guess um, the key pieces of knowledge that make me different is that I have uh, quite a bit of experience and knowledge in three very different aspects of, uh, of what I bring to the table that, you know, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a pretty good designer. But when I've been in management positions or leadership positions, I've had a lot of training in, you know, how to how to lead teams, how to build teams. And the other part that is something that has always been really interesting to me is the business part of design. So it's these three things that put me, you know, makes I, th- I think differentiates me from other people that might not have the experience in these three very different realms, but that are very, um, you know, I've managed to put them together throughout my career. So I think it's very versatility that I can tackle things from very different angles. We had a great guest on recently named Joel Hladicek, 
who is the worldwide creative officer at EF. In, and um, I worked with him in London and he talks about um, um, leading teams and how different it is to use your own hand to craft something versus kind of trying to use another person's hand to craft that and trying to kind of tap into their 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 hand, but also their mind in the way that um, in the way that you lead them. Yeah, it's 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 different, and you know when I've been in that position, uh, I've always made sure that the people I'm working with that they get to really excel at what they what they're doing, and you know let them do their jobs let them do the explorations, figure out the, the solutions, but obviously with a very clear direction and, and coaching and help and mentoring when needed and if needed, right? Because there's uh, incredibly talented people that, you know, I, I believe in letting people, <laughs> letting people do their jobs and and excel at their own thing. And you know, when, when you're in a creative director position, you have to make sure that the job is going to get done in the direction that has been established. But uh yeah, it's it's really fascinating to to be able to to open uh, other designers' minds to to different ways of doing things, different processes, and then let them explore and and explode with their own creativity and talent. Yeah, and Joel also talks about in that role to uh, just his his mission is to get everything to be as as a highest um, level of uh, of of completion as possible. That's his goal. Um, number three, why this of all things? Why do you do what you do? Why uh, when I was going through the questions last week, I I. Um... I think I do what I do because that's what I've always done. Uh, and when I say always, is since I was a, a little kid. I think my first branding project was when I was six years old, that I, I branded crickets and I was selling them at school because I, I saw that, you know, boys needed to, you know, impress girls. And I would just observe. And I decided that girls like crickets and boys needed to buy crickets from me so I you know made this beautiful box and and I would go and get crickets from you know from the garden and my house and then I would go and sell them to the boys and and then they would give them to the girls and everybody was happy not the teachers I think I kind of got suspended for a day or so and they were like please do not bring crickets to school and um I started so so you know that was my first branding project and also my first little business and then when I was I believe in grade six no grade seven my one of my teachers hired me during the summers to help her um you know to 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 help with her summer school so I was teaching or helping kids that maybe were not doing very well with math and I was helping them so this is you know I, I believe I was grade seven so these three aspects have been present in my life from a very early age and I, I really didn't notice that until quite recently I was like oh my god I've been doing this forever since I was a, a little kid 
<clears throat> so I think it comes natural to me. And I'm so grateful, really, that I was able to pursue my um, my passion. That I know it was my passion, but, you know, just have the opportunity to discover that this was my passion. So that's, yeah, that's very fortunate, for sure. Great. And number four, what does your future look like? My future? Ah, well, um, I I hope that I'm going to be doing a lot more experiential graphics. I'm really interested in space and how space affects our, our relationships and our cognitive powers and and you know our our experience of life. So, ex experiential design. That's where I'm, you know, really putting a lot of my efforts now to 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 do a lot more of that and I hope to still keep you know teaching because it's something that I I quite enjoy and a lot more traveling after before the pandemic I traveled a lot and now that's come to a halt so I hope to be able to travel quite a bit more in the in the in the next few years Great. Um, number five, we say, is unique to this podcast. The question is, let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Um, I was thinking about that. Do you mean like geographical location with that one? Yeah, some people um, think of it as geographical. Some people think, you know, place like, um, for example, during pandemic, we're trapped in an apartment. So how does that affect the, the idea of place? Um, some people think of place as a, a bigger idea. Um, but yeah, the geographic location is a common um, thread. So for, for location, I guess I can answer that in two ways. The first one is um, location being in Vancouver. When I came here from Mexico City, I went to Emily Carr and being uh, at the arts and design school on Granville Island was incredible because that particular location was really inducive to creativity and you know on break be able to go to the market and go to the you know go go to the sit down by, by the ocean and i i believe that was pretty influential in how i approach my studies and and now you know with the pandemic uh, from having an office to working from home at the beginning it was um, a shock uh, to this it was a massive shock to the system but i've adapted quite well and i'm actually really really enjoying working from home again and the the fact that it has become normalized that you know it's it's not weird to say oh i don't have an office i work from home it's okay now it's there's no you know it's not like oh you're not doing very well so you can't afford an office now it's like oh good you know you you pivoted so i'm really really enjoying working from home for sure i think it's made me a lot more relaxed not having to commute and having the comfort of my own house and i can have you know better lunches and go for a walk so I, I have found that has uh, been a really positive change for me personally. 
Great. Um, six is if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? If I had to start, if I had the chance, I would tell myself, do not compare yourself to others. We all have different journeys and, you know, we are all at different levels in our personal lives and careers. Uh, it doesn't make anybody better or worse. It's just your own your own time. So I would say, you know, compete with yourself, not not necessarily others. Seven, what's a day in your life like? Well, I, you know, I get up um, early, early ish, like around seven. I, you know, I do some uh, little bit of meditation, like very, very short, just to ground myself, be thankful for the day ahead. And then I exercise, whether I go for a walk or the gym or a home workout. And then I, you know, I start my, my day like kind of like quarter to nine, nine o'clock. And usually I go to around six o'clock and <clears throat> around six, seven, depends on what I'm doing. Like some days, you know, they're very, very long, but I try to, to be very conscientious about my life because I like to take a break and do other stuff other than, than than work, whether it's, you know, going out. I, I dance, so going to my dance classes is super important. And, you know, seeing friends and family, that's really, and, and resting sometimes, like, I just want to rest. My brain is tired. I need to, you know, recoup for the next day. That's pretty much um, um, my my days during the week. Great. Um, number eight, lifelong learning is a popular topic these days. How do you stay up to date? Um, Thomas, you're cutting off. Yeah, I just noticed that my internet is unstable. Um, it should be okay. Hello. Okay, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Okay. Um. So we were in number eight, right? Right. Um. Yes. Hello. Hi. Yes. How How do I stay up to date? Yeah. Well, you know, being an educator, I I have to to stay up to date uh, all the time. So how I do that, uh, of course, you know, the web, YouTube, and there's so much education out there that, you know, courses and, and seminars. So I, I, I attend as much as I can. And also another fabulous way to, to get, to, to be up to date is, I'm really involved in the creative community in Vancouver. I'm the current uh, chapter president for Design Professionals of Canada. And, you know, be, being involved at that level with the creative community, it's, it's almost like, because I talk to designers from all across the province and, and the country on a regular basis. I, I know what's going on. Uh, we have, 
you know, I have designer friends around the world. So that is another way to keep up with what people are doing, what's happening, what are the trends, who did a new logo. So it is it is a constant um a, a constant part of, of my life. Like I need to I need to know what's going on, particularly not only for my work, but as an educator, you know, I I like to to be able to to have the conversations with with the upcoming designers when they ask things and and actually my students are a source of of keeping me up to date because obviously I don't know everything and you know with the younger generations when they they share what what you know what they find what they're doing um it's it's really it's really helpful because that really also keeps me focused and and quite current i feel so yeah. great um number nine um what tools do you use are you mostly digital yeah yeah <laughs> adobe suite and the, again depends on what projects i'm working on i you know, i do a lot of sketching i like to have my sketchbooks and my pens and my pencils so I find that you know the the brain the way the uh, you know the the brain functions happen in a different level when you when you are working with paper. So I sketch, but then of course I I go digital and and when when I do space or exhibit design is fun because then you're working with different substrates and different you know, textures and, and then that gets really tactile. So that's, um, you know, that that's pretty fun. So it depends on the project, but definitely always start. I always start my creative um, <clears throat> process with, with sketches for sure. Great. Halfway, number 10. How do you deal with work-life balance? Well, um, as I was saying, I'm, I'm pretty strict especially now with working from home to log off uh, at a certain time six seven five depends on on how busy I am but I actually turn the computer off and put all this stuff away because for me it's incredibly important to have that brain reset and 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 to do other stuff that I enjoy, like you know, exercising and dancing, which is my thing, and spending time with friends and family. Um, so, so, so weekends again. I'm, I try to. I'm I'm usually pretty I'm usually pretty good at that. I disconnect, and uh, when I'm away, the same. Because otherwise, uh, for a while, especially at the beginning of the the pandemic it was you know well I'm here I can just answer that email or you know I can keep working until midnight and you know I was experiencing burned out and it's, it's not it's not worth it because I find that when I'm fresh and rested my work is better and I'm just a better <laughs> better person overall not a tired one so um yeah, I I I really really make sure that I turn off and I disconnect so I can uh, do other stuff. Great, number eleven. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? 
that 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 that's probably one of the hardest questions here because I I don't really I don't really know I as I said I've been doing what I do forever and that's pretty much part of my personality I guess my life but maybe if I have to I would be traveling like I would be on a plane somewhere like uh, on an you know trip all the time. Great. Number 12, what would you not like to do in terms of career? Like something that is like no way in hell I would ever do. Yeah, what uh, job? Yeah. Yeah, you know, both my parents were in uh, scientists, so nothing to do with science. It's like no, I really admire people that do that, but never for me. You know, medicine or chemistry is like oh god, no. No, no, no. That's 13. something that I would never want to do. 13 is, what's your favorite word, quote, or sentence? Well, uh, one of my favorite quotes, and this is, I, I have lots, but one that I um, recently really uh, identify with is, you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable. And and that is for anything, whether it's career or you know personal or you know diet workouts travel really for anything because to get to the level of comfort that that I want I have found that I've, I've had to go through a lot of very uncomfortable uh, places in life and, and situations but then you go through that and then you get to that level of comfort that was desired so I think that's um I don't remember where I heard that quote, uh, but it really resonated with me. And, you know, sometimes you have to get uncomfortable. You have to work that long day or you have to, you know, have that uncomfortable conversation and so on in order to be able to get to that comfortable level in whatever it is that I'm doing. Great. How about a least favorite word, quote, or sentence? My least favorite one, um, again, this is recent in the last few months, is the just be positive. It's like, oh, my God, just be positive kind of goes, um, kind of in, in my view, it kind of minimizes things because sometimes, again, and that goes back to the previous one, sometimes we have to go through the uncomfort of of life or situations that you know to say oh just be positive just be positive is not helpful it kind of also me almost minimizes that uncomfortable feeling so yeah that that's my least favorite like the, today like just be positive oh maybe just get through the uncomfortable place and it's okay not to always be positive. Great. Um, 15, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? Um, I guess I would, I would choose curious. What keeps you up at night? Well, lately is the world, the state of the world. Everything seems to be pretty insane. Um, so I try not to watch the news, 
but sometimes that's that's what keeps me up at night lately like where where are we heading what's going to happen here don't know a lot of unknowns right now final stretch here number 17 what's a dream you're chasing well you know this this time um in my life a dream uh, a, i have a couple of dreams one is to you know get to do a lot of experiential design and and you know work with with people from all over the world and and my second dream is to you know plan for the the next stage of my life that you know it's coming faster than I want to think you know probably in the next ten years uh, who knows who knows um, if I'm going to still be working the way I'm working now so it's it's just imagining that like how how am I going to spend you know old age um, and, and it's time to kind of start. Think of thinking about it and, and building that dream life. And even though it's not like super close, I, I do think about it because a lot of my friends are retiring. And it's so it's become very palpable that it's like, oh my God, this is going to happen. So how am I going to have that, you know, what, what do I want to build for that for that stage of life? So that that's a two. Great 18, what inspires you? What inspires me? I think it really everything around me inspires me. Sometimes if I go to, you know, if I go for a walk on the beach and I see something or someone or somebody is wearing something uh, or hear a conversation or, you know, obviously when I travel and the stuff that I read. So I draw inspiration really from from life. I, I guess life inspires me. Any advice you'd like to share? Yeah, I think the, the advice I would like to share is, again, do not compare yourself with others. Um, you know, every day be a little better than the day before. And that should get you where wherever it is that you want to go in whatever situation is that you're dealing with. Great. And number 20, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, what should we look at? Um, the best way to, to follow me is on LinkedIn, uh, Carolina Becerra. Uh, that's, that's where, that's where I post and, and you see what I'm doing, what events I'm participating or planning, um, you know, work that I do. I've been uh, thinking maybe I should go on Instagram or something like that. And it's just, it's just like, oh my God, I don't know. It, but link, LinkedIn, that's, that's the best way to, to follow me and, you know, to contact me if, if there's any questions. Great. Well, um, thanks so much for joining today. You know, uh, connecting through Descan, formerly the GTC has been uh has been really um, exciting for me and um, it's so cool to see you in that leadership position there and to hear about your everyday life I mean that's what this is about so um, so really great to have you thank you so much Thomas it was uh, great great questions thanks if you like today's podcast I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes 
You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more unique ways. Thank you.